Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. In the book of Jonah, we were reading it in our book study because one of the books we were reading about is Jonah. And we had a great time Amen. learning Amen. about Jonah. All I knew was the big fish in Vacation Bible School. Fish. Jonah got swallowed up. He got spit out, they said. That's all I got. But man, as we studied, there was a whole lot more to Jonah. A whole lot more to Jonah. But we're going to start in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 1. But I want y'all to get the title first, because some of y'all little overachievers probably already know where I'm going in a little bit. But I'm going to tell y'all the title, you little overachievers. But the title for today is, There Will Be No Running and Hiding in 2020. There will be no running and hiding in 2020. There will be none of that. None of that. Now, I'm going to tell you, wow, before we start reading, this was so, man, this blessed me. And every time something was good, good to you, Sister Cheryl, I asked the Lord, is it really for me and the people? Because I'm here. You know how you get stuff you don't know about sharing? You know, you got to ask the Lord, well, is this for me or for the people? He said, share with the people. But you know, at the end of the year, we make these resolutions, right? And if you think about it, when I began to study for today, most of the resolutions that people make are surface resolutions. And what's so sad is even believers make surface resolutions. Out of five or six resolutions, only one of them might be spiritual, and that could be number five. And that one usually is very generic. I just want to spend more time with the Lord. Now, I'm not even going to specify what that means. I ain't said I was going to fast more, pray more. I didn't want to get specific. I just said I'm going to spend a little more time with the Lord. Most of the time, our resolutions are very surface. But in order for us to grow and mature as the believers and the people of God, in order for me to do these surface resolutions, I really don't need that much of the Lord's help to do and I say that to say, I, I want y'all to know our lives should be totally different from those of the world. Amen. Our interests and our concerns are totally different from those of the world. The Bible says we are in this world. There are certain things that I have to do that everybody else has to do. There are certain rules and regulations that govern the land that all of us have to do. We're in this world, though, but we're not of this world. So my whole way of living and thinking must be different from the world. So when it comes to resolutions and I begin to think about things that I want to do better next year, the Lord said, you got to dig a little deeper because that surface stuff is not how you should be living anyway. Amen. To be honest with you, some of the people of the world beat us doing the surface stuff. I live in a neighborhood where a lot of people jog and run. Even though the D out there, Mike, I know the D are there, but they jogging and running anyway. Yeah. And a lot of the people that are jogging and running this church, I don't know if they go to church, because you see them while I'm headed out, coming to church early in the morning. I don't know if they stay or not. But a lot of them people that are diligent, rain or shine, snow, sleep, say, I ain't going nowhere out there in the rain, my hair. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. What? I got to go all week. No, son, you ain't talking to me. What? What? No, no, I ain't doing it. Wait, think about it. A lot of, if we tell the truth, a lot of people in the world beat us at doing surface stuff. 
But now I'm not saying that's a testimony to us. Some of the stuff that they do well, we need to pick up on and do better. Amen. Right. I'm just saying, that's why I don't act like we can't learn if they not say we can learn from everybody. Yeah? Okay. So don't think it takes Jesus just for you to do some of this stuff. It takes some discipline just to do some of this stuff. But for believers, for us to dig a little deeper. And for there to be no running and no hiding in 2020, that's going to take Jesus. The world can't do this. So I'm talking to y'all today. The world can't do this. The world ain't trying to hit it. So I want to talk about that today. Now, in Jonah chapter 1, starting at verse 1, it says, The word of Jehovah came, and I'm reading from the Darby translation, which I love. Y'all make sure I'm staying straight so y'all follow me with King James. Let our preacher go to the left. No fancy translation. Okay. And the word of Jehovah came unto Jonah, the son of, son of Amathea, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Gave Jonah Before Jonah could do anything else, this is what his response was. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarsus from the presence of Jehovah, and he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of Jehovah. Jonah got direction to do something. And the first thing he did was run. I said in 2020, there will be no running and there will be no hiding. The Lord spoke, and his first response was to run. We all know that about Jonah. But as I began to dig a little deeper, Jonah felt like sometimes if we feel, if I run from the call, or if I run from God's direction, God's going to change his mind. I figure if I tell him I'm not doing it by not complying step, he'll find somebody else, which would then free me from that responsibility. Why did Jonah run? As soon as Jehovah, now remember that Jonah was a prophet. Remember, this is why this message is so key for us so we can have a blessed I'm asking the Lord to help me relay how he gave it to me. This is going to change my next year, Trish. This is going to change my next year. The first thing I asked about Jonah was, Lord, why did Jonah, his first response to you, Jonah knew who Jesus was. But what caused him and his first response was to flee and do the opposite of what he said. We have to ask ourselves that very odd question and hard question, the why. In our lives, look back over this year, all oh, this has been homework for y'all. Y'all may not like it, maybe I should have taken off the before I'm thinking that. Maybe I did this wrong. You have to examine yourself and ask the Lord these why questions. These, go, these questions you have to ask the Lord are deeper than the surface. You have to search the heart to find the why. Ask yourself the question, what was it about this prophet that was in relationship with Jesus that the first thing he did when given directions was to run? The big fish is not the big part of the story. The big fish 
makes a good coloring page during vacation Bible school. Great, love big fish. Then we had goldfish to cap it off. It was one of my It was great. And we had food that represented our lesson church. It was great. But the big fish experience really wasn't the catalyst of Jonah. The catalyst was what caused him, the why, the examining why we respond to the Lord, the way we respond to him. Sometimes we respond to him out of fear. That's going to cause me to dig a little deeper. And then I got to deal with that fear because he told me what to do with fear. Sometimes we respond to the Lord out of insecurity. Sometimes we respond to the Lord because we don't want to do what God, we feel like if God says let this relationship go, then what's, what is that going to make me? Will I be proud of myself? Why do we respond to the Lord the way we respond? If he's told us this is not healthy for you to do, I know he's the great Jehovah, I know he's king of kings and lord of lords, but the very thing he says to do, I don't do. Tell me why, Helene. Have you ever been in a situation where you're about to get beaten? This happened to me on occasion. And then I just asked him, Mama, why are you doing this? And Mama said, you know why? And I'm like, not really. I don't. Can we talk? The real point is I need to know a why. I'm doing what I'm doing, so I won't do it again. What calls Jonah, a prophet, a man of God, to divide what God just told him to do? What was it? Was it a matter of the heart? What caused us to be slowful when God tells us to do something? Do I really love that person like I say I do? Here's a good one. What caused us to be slowful with our resources? Is it that I'm really going to trust you with my finances to a certain degree? Because if the bank account get this low, treasure, I don't believe that's the Lord telling me to give you nothing. <laughs> what is it? What is the why? So in 2020, the first thing you're going to have to do is ask God to show you the why. Any area in your life where I may not be submitting to the Lord like I should, or I may be a little reluctant to do, ask him, God, show me my why. What's causing me not to respond? What's causing this to be so painful to me when I know as you speak it? What is the why? Am I loving like I say I love? Did I forgive like I said I forgave? What is the why that's causing me to go all around the Marbury Bush to avoid this person? Well, I think it's just great to that long trip around that man. What is the why that's causing me to do what I'm doing? Why haven't I done what the Lord said do? Now, Jonah, when I was studying, those that went with me as we walked through the book, Jonah's why was a prophet did not love the people like he should love the people. Jonah was picky. The Lord told him, go back to Jonah 1 and look at what it said. Verse 2, actually, Jonah 1 and 2. Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Jonah was asked to go to a place with wicked people and preach and teach the gospel. Now, let me tell you why Jonah had an issue with that. Jonah had an issue with that because he's had relationship 
with the Lord to know that when the word of God goes forth, freedom and deliverance comes. Jonah did not want the people of Nineveh to be delivered because they were mean and wicked people. Amen. Now, we'll put it in layman's terms. Jonah wanted them to get a woman, and he didn't want to warn them. Jonah wanted the wrath of God to get these mean, wicked people because they were evil and they were cruel. So he's like, Lord, I don't want to go and be a part of delivering mean and wicked people. I would rather disobey you than to go and do that. Can you look at Jonah's heart condition? Now Jonah was a prophet, not an unsaved person. See, the world is all about them, and they don't want to see you prosper. Jonah was a prophet, a man of God that refused to do what the Lord says because he had an issue in his heart. Jonah said, I'd rather try this thing called running from the Lord and see what that gives me. I, I, I'd rather see, I don't think he's going to strike me down because we got a pretty good relationship. But I think if I run, let's see if the Lord, even if he's going to deliver Nineveh, I don't want him to use me to help nobody. There will be no running and no hiding in 2020. We're going to call the issues of our heart exactly what they are. Mm -hmm. right. Oh, we're going to face them. Now, here's the wonderful part about it. You're going to face them with Jesus. Don't tell me, because I'm going to be like, oh, my, what? <laughs> don't tell me. I'm like, Lord, in the name. No, no, tell Jesus. And watch him deliver. But don't act like things, okay? See, Jonah looked like a prophet until that issue was pricked in his heart. Now Jonah acting like a heathen. Jonah's supposed to love everybody regardless. Isn't that what the word said? But the prophet of the Lord said, I'm not going nowhere. <clears throat> what I tell you? Jonah's reason for not going was a matter of the heart. Here we have a prophet with a heart issue and an ugly, self-righteous heart. Jonah was actually going to pay a part. He wanted to decide who would hear the word and who the Lord would deliver. Jonah said, I'm not going to be a part of that. I want the wrath of God. So then he decided that those in Nineveh weren't worth hearing the word of God. Most of the time when we run from God, it's a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of things. Because think about it. When we're without things, we run to God. God, I need a miracle. When our bodies are aching in pain, we run to God, God, I need a healing. But when it's a matter of the heart, we tend to take those things in our own hand. They treated me bad, so I'm gonna treat them bad. They didn't forgive me, I don't forgive you either. You don't wanna talk to me, I don't wanna talk to you. Oh, we can go on and on with the matters of the heart. So here's the thing, there will be no running and hiding. So I gotta make sure my heart is right. Well, let's talk about what running really is. And in Jonah's case, man, this was amazing to me. One that runs from danger, listen to this, duty or restraint. Jonah wasn't running from danger. Jonah knew if I go to Nineveh and the Lord goes with me, I'm going to be just fine. Jonah didn't tell the Lord I was scared to go to Nineveh. 
Jonah didn't say the mean, wicked people of Nineveh are going to get me. Jonah was running from his duty and his call. Jonah, a prophet of God, should have obeyed and did what God said. He ran from the duty of it. How many of us as believers are running from a duty or a call? We're not running from a thing for protection. We're not scared of it. We're running from a duty because we don't want to do the job. Jonah didn't even say, I don't think I can do it. Jonah knew if he wouldn't have preached that the Lord would use him and the people would get delivered. So Jonah wasn't running from a duty that I don't think is going to happen. I think when I go, something good is going to happen to these wicked people. But because they're wicked, I want them to be crushed. To run means you're fleeing from danger, duty, or restraint. The act of running away out of control to avoid dealing with a difficult or unpleasant situation. How many of us in our lives are running from something difficult or unpleasant? December 31st, going into January 1st, not gonna matter. It's still gonna be difficult or unpleasant on the first watch. Unless you deal with it. You, in 2020, I'm not dealing with anything or running from anything that's difficult or unpleasant. And for a season, people will think you mean because you're just going to be coming at them. I'm going to deal with you today. No more. I'm going to deal. I'm going to say what I should have said months ago. I am not running from anything unpleasant or difficult in 2020. Face it head on. So Jonah was running because he didn't want to do what God said to do. Now here's the other part. What made Jonah think he could hide from the Lord? What made him think that if I won, that the Lord wouldn't find me? When you read it, it seems very, yeah. You would almost think Jonah was a little tight. What made you think that this was going to work? But it's reason, he ran anyway. That's what the flesh will do. The flesh will have you making some decisions that make no sense. You don't think it through. You know full well that's not a good idea, but it's convenient for right now. You disobey mama, it's not a good idea. A whooping is ultimately coming, but it's just convenient right now. So when the whooping comes, you just like, man, and your mind go back to say, I didn't make that best choice, but it was coming. So let's look now at verse 4. Well, verse 3, we read it again. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of Jehovah. And he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. And so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of Jehovah. I'm not going to do what he says to I don't want. I don't want to be a part of those people being delivered. I don't agree. Here's a good one for what God is doing. I'm not in agreement, God. I'm not. All those that don't agree, I don't agree. I don't, I, I don't agree. If you don't mind, you are, I can tell you I don't agree. I don't agree. It wouldn't be my plan, Lord, that I don't agree. There's one thing to disagree with God, but then there's another thing to disobey God. He didn't say he needed our agreement at all. He says, I need your obedience. 
And out of our obedience, we grow into trusting the process. If we agreed with everything that we started, we would do absolutely nothing. When I go back to work, I don't agree with half of the things on my job description. I don't agree with half of them. I don't agree with half of the duties that they tell me I have to do. But if, whether I agree or not, they don't care. They expect me to fulfill these job duties every day. Here's the only problem. We feel like we have to agree with God in order to. He said, I don't care if you agree or not. Just do it. Amen. Jonah's going to run from God because he don't agree. Oh, he got something good for you later. Verse 4. God. And I'm so glad the Lord didn't pick anybody other than Jonah when he didn't agree. Aren't you glad that God was patiently waiting for us when we didn't agree and we didn't do? Amen. He says, you think because you don't agree and you're not going to do, it's going to get you out. No, I'm not. I'm going to leave it right here until you do it. Just because you don't do it when the Lord says do it, it's still going to be waiting for you to do it. My childhood now, I should, could have avoided some people when I was little because I'm going to tell you, I think about it. If mom said do something and I didn't do it at that point in time, I leave the house, I come back, guess what? The dishes were still there. Y'all ever had that experience? Fold the towels and put them away. She liked them straight out the dryer hot. I do it now. That's Mike. I do it now. I don't take days because mama made it. So I and my fancy self will get to them later. I leave, come back, step, wet a towel. Still there. Are they still there? But then it's worse because there's a consequence for not doing it. But you still gonna have it's the same way with the Lord. Just because you delay and don't agree doesn't mean somebody's gonna do your God appointed job. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I cannot grow in God until I do what He's first assigned me to do now. That means I can't run away from my responsibilities now. Jonah figured if I run, if God said he's going to deliver Nineveh, I can't stop that. But Jonah felt like I could stop being used in that process. No, you're not. You're still going to be the one that goes to speak to the people in Nineveh. Yeah. You're going to go kicking and screaming, but you still going to go. So let's see. Verse 4. But Jehovah. Not the enemy. We think the great winds in our life are the enemy. This scripture says, my translation says, but Jehovah sent a great wind upon the sea. There was a mighty tempest upon the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. And the mariners were afraid and cried everyone unto the God and they cast forth their wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten of them. In other words, the winds and the rains come. The mariners, and these were people that made their living. They knew how to be out there on the water. They began to dump cargo over the side in an attempt to help manage this ship. They were afraid. Do you not know when you are running from God, everybody around you is affected? You think you're disobedient. And you decide you don't want to go, only oh, impacts you. And we tell the Lord, my business. 
ain't bothering nobody but me. This is my choice. The mariners minding their business on their way to Tarsus happens to pick up a disobedient huh, believer. So while Jonah is attempting to run, his disobedience affects everybody around him. They throw him cargo overboard. The Bible says, but Jonah, watch how disobedience and the enemy will trick you into thinking that you have made it, that you got away with something. Oh, the enemy, that's, that's his biggest thing. Just because a swift consequence doesn't come right away, he makes you think you got away with something. Sister Bloodworth, I got a call the last day of school. The, the kids got on the bus and went home, and I was jumping and leaving and praising God. And in the middle of my praise break, some of the teachers came back to me that ride the bus, and they told me there was one little girl that cut up at the bus stop. So she's my first task step when I get back to work. But guess what that little girl has thought the whole Christmas break? That little girl thought she got away with something. Because the consequence wasn't swift right then and we had the Christmas break. I couldn't get her, Sister Francis. But soon as I get back, the first person she gonna meet is me. I may ask her how her break was. I may ask her what she got for Christmas. Then the hammer shall come down. Here's what the enemy does. There's a gap between your disobedience and the hammer. And he makes you think, I've gotten away with something. Sometimes the gap is weeks and sometimes it's much. Sometimes that gap could even be years. Oh. Yeah, when it's a real long time, you know you don't got over. Sometimes you don't see the consequence of your behavior for years later. But understand, there is a consequence. That is the trick of the enemy. So Jonah is running. He jumps on a ship. The ship is tossing and turning. The one that's running, guess what he's doing? He's down in the bottom of the ship, sleep. You're hard-headed, running from Jesus. And you sleep? Everybody else is about to die, but you got on my boat. You go get that sleeping brother on the bottom of the ship. Let's see. We can talk to him. Let's go find out why this is happening to us. We good mariners. Here's the mariners are saying this storm came from nowhere. They back, they did not have your meteorologists to trace the clouds, Sister Francis. As mariners, they had to watch, and they sh they only sailed when the clouds told them that the weather was good. So they're out there on the sea, and they said, I know we had a clear passage. Something wrong has happened, that this is happening to us. Yes. They were in the presence of a believer that was running from God. When you are a believer running from God, it's never going to end out good. So Jonah was tricked by the enemy thinking, I got away now. I done paid my fare. I got on the boat. He goes down to sleep. I'm telling you, the enemy is tricked. He's a trickster. Don't let him think you're going to get away when you run. And here's the thing. Jonah knew he was running. Some of us know we're running. We're not naive to the things of God. We just didn't get saved yesterday. Lord, I don't know how I ended up here. I don't know what happened. I, 
you know, all of a sudden I bumped my head and this happened. No, the Lord's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Jonah, in all good conscience, laying down, sleep, running from God. I, I just really want to know, how can you sleep when you're disobeying God? How, how do you think God's gonna respond when you know? You know, when you got in trouble, you knew you didn't sleep well at home because you knew something was coming. I don't know. I, I told you I should have reported people. I just didn't. I didn't go as a kid. There are plenty of times I'm sleeping on hairs because mama says she's gonna get you. And all she had to say, she never gave me a time, which was bad. She, that's why I'm anxious now. She never gave me a time. She never said, I'm gonna get you today. She just said, I'm gonna get you. And so it could be later today. It could be in the morning. You can wake up to her wonderful hand below your waist. You can just wake up. Jonah running from God, knowing he's disobedient, but he's fast asleep. Nothing but the enemy. Verse 6. And the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, sleeper? His behavior let him know something's not right. All these other professional mariners up here, the people on the boat are anxious because this shouldn't be happening. But something's wrong with you when our lives are in danger and you're still sleeping. What meanest thou, this? Arise, call upon thy God. Perhaps God will think upon us that we perish not. Your running from God impacts others. Verse 7, and they said each one to his father, come and let us cast lots, that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. And they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Now the message translation reads verse 7 like this. Then the sailors said to one another, let's Go get, go get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit on this ship who's responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws and Jonah got the short straw. The mariners were so confident in their ability and they knew that this storm was strange and unusual. This storm should not, let me tell you something, in your life, when storms come, strange and unusual situations, pause and ask God, what's going on? Pause and ask God, am I in your will? Is someone in my sphere that's causing me to go astray? That we can be led by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit of God keeps us out of storms, yes? But when storms that are strange and unusual pause and go to God, don't act like this is usual. Go to God. The mariners knew something is not right. That's why the Holy Spirit is important for us to have. It leads us and it guides us into all truth. So Jonah got the short end of the stick. Verse 7 says, and they said unto him, tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is that? Uh, they begin to question him. We got to get to the root of this. What is your occupation? And whence comes that? What is that country? And of what people are thou? These people are about to lose their lives, and I need answers from you. Running from God endangers everyone around you, and it really puts you in the hot seat. 
They just didn't let Jonah stay down there and sleep. You're going to tell them, who are your people? Where you come from? What is your, why is this happening? Because you're on this ship. The why again? Verse 9, and he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear Jehovah the God of the heavens who had made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, what is this that thou hast done? You have done something that has brought about this circumstance on this ship. For the men knew that he fled from the presence of Jehovah, for he had told them. Even the men knew. When you run from Jehovah, there's going to be a consequence. Verse 11, and they said unto him, what shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea drew more and more tempest. Not only did he run, but Jonah figured I can hide amongst everyone else and get away with running. In 2020, not only can you not run, but you can't hide. You know, they tell you that one of the worst places, Trish, for believers to go is like a club somewhere because you stick out like a sore thumbstep. The worst place for you to go is be a whole, whole lot of people that's not saved because they're going to know you're not saved just by your behavior. They're gonna, you don't fit in. Before you open your mouth, you don't, you don't dress the part, you don't talk, you don't look, you don't fit in. Here's our problem. We're running from the Lord and we're trying to fit in with the world. See, if I fit in with the world, I can I figure the Lord won't, won't see me. I'm gonna plop myself in the middle of a whole lot of sinners. Man, there you go. Wait, he can't find me because there's too many of us. We, we're trying to run from our call. And then we're doing things to try to fit in with the world. I'm not only running, but I'm trying to hide such God will not find me. In 2020, there will be no running, nor will there be any hiding. Hiding means I'm going to conceal from sight. I don't want the Lord to see me because I don't want to do what he's called me to do. I don't want to be that only saved, that saved person at work that people always know they can come to and pray. I don't want to be that one. I don't want to be that one when they come for an encouraging word. I don't want to be that one. Can I get mad? Can I respond? No, you can't. I don't want to be the one that they know go to church and say they love the Lord. So when you say evil to me, I can't see evil back to you. I don't want to be that one stuff. I want to run and I want to hide. So when I snap, I fit right. <laughs> He said in 2020, for you to go deeper in him, there will be no running and there will be no hiding. In other words, this is the year where you will be set up and people are really going to know who you are. They had to go find the prophet while he was on the boat. Jonah did not come up with them. Jonah went down in the boat to hide. The prophet of God is asleep in the bottom, hiding, not only running, I'm hiding. Why wasn't the prophet that knew God up on the ship? He says, I can't do nothing with you while you're running and hiding. 2020, we ain't running and we're not hiding. 
verse 11, and they said unto him, what shall we do unto thee? That the sea may be calm unto us, but the sea grew more and more tempestuous. And he said, take me up, and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that because of me, ah, don't you love when conviction comes? Don't you love it when your heart is fixed back to God? Don't, don't you love it when the confession comes and says, for I know because of me, the great tempest is upon you. God says, I can do something with you when you admit that it's because of you. I can do something with you when you own up. You're in this whirlwind, not because of me, not because of mama and them, but because of you. When you can, Jonah says, hey, it's because of me that this is happening to you. Jonah had to acknowledge, in his acknowledgement, he acknowledged my running didn't pay off. My hiding didn't pay off, and I have him dead. It is because, when was the last time we said, Lord, it's because of me? Before I ask you to deliver me, though, because I'm going to get there, trust me. Well, let me, it's because of me that I need your deliverance. See, if I don't own up to it's me, I'll do it again. If I don't own up that I got myself here because of my behavior, I'll do it again. That's why the Lord still hasn't delivered from some things because I haven't owned up that I got myself into. And it's not for you to own up to it for him to make you feel bad, but if the first part of changing your behavior is owning what you did wrong. Jonah said, for I know that because of me, this great tempest is upon you. But the men rolled harder to regain the land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempters against them. And they cried unto Jehovah and said, they didn't want to have to do it because they recognized, they had a reverence for Jehovah and recognized that he was a prophet. I don't want to do this because this could be on us. He says, but Jehovah said, oh, Jehovah, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life. And lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, Jehovah, has done this as it pleased thee. And they took Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. Soon as they threw him over, the sea calmed from its raging. Soon as Jonah got in a position to be dealt with, nobody likes it, but God gets us in a position to be dealt with. He closes doors and he opens doors. Yes, sometimes he closes doors to get us in a position to be dealt with. In a position where now you're going to hear from me because I didn't let this one do it, I didn't let this one do it. And so and so said, they don't have no mama. About it, but you and me now, now, now you in a position that I can deal with you. He threw, they threw him overboard and the sea stopped, verse 16. And the men feared Jehovah exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto Jehovah and made vows. And Jehovah prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Aren't you glad? Soon as I get in my position to be dealt with, the Lord will deal with me and he will deliver me. Here's the thing with Jonah. It looked like it was getting worse. 
care how bad it looks. Let the Lord deal with you. Let her, trust me, when the Lord deals with you, you'll be better off. It's going to look worse before it gets better. So they throw Jonah over. The sea calm. Jonah figure, I can swim. I got this. I got, I'll, I'll grab a hold to one of them crates that they threw over, and I'll float to another boat come fast. I got this. They, they not going to die. So far, I'm doing pretty good. I, I can, Lord, I owned up that was me. Didn't I tell them it was me? Throw me on overboard. So I do. Here comes the big fish. Can you imagine Jonah out there and the whale's mouth is this big? Why? And before you know it, the whale sucks in and all this way. Jonah's like, this is not good. The Lord knows what we need to be dealt with. My fish experience may be exactly what I need to be dealt with. Not everybody needs to be corrected by a woman. Amen? Glory to God. Some people are corrected by, don't do that. The little time out stuff they do there, some of that worked for a small majority. <laughs> Everybody didn't get with it. There were some that just obeyed what mama said. See, Jonah had to have, not just over in the water, Jonah. I know exactly what you need to get deliverance to come. So not only are you over here in the water, what, what is big fish? Wake on up and suck them on there. Jonah's like, here I did it take all this? Yeah, it took all that. Go to Jonah chapter two. We're gonna stop in a minute. Ah, but what happens when I get in the belly of the whale? How can I turn this thing around? Sister Sure, I've come to myself when I'm in the belly of the whale. Is it too late now? Can I get saved from the belly? But Jesus still hear me in the belly. Can I still talk to him in the belly? Will he talk back to me while I'm in the belly? God, I done ran from you, paid some money, endangered people's lives, told, messed up the little stuff. They done lost some money throwing stuff off. I have been awful. And now I'm in the Bible. What do you, some people just lay right there and just die. So. What does Jonah do when you're in the Bible? And Jonah prayed. Listen to what he said. The first, the first verse. While he's in the belly, Jonah prayed. Now you're sleeping on the ship, right? You're sleeping on the ship, but in that belly, ain't no sleeping going on. Jonah prayed unto Jehovah, the God, out of the fish's belly. When you let the Lord deal with you. He will get you, he will get you to your breaking point. He won't let you break. And if you call out to God, I promise he will answer. Yes. Jonah prayed to Jehovah and said, out of the fish's belly. And he said, I cried by reason of my distress unto Jehovah. And he answered me out of the belly of Silo, cried I. Thou hearest my voice. But thou didst cast me into the deep and into the heart of the seas, and the flood was round about me. All thy breakers and thy billows are gone over me. And I said, I am cast out from before thine eyes. Yet will I, Jonah, that scripture says, then I said, then I recognize I have done some bad stuff. He says, yet will I look, my translation says, again. 
toward the holy temple. It wasn't that Jonah didn't know what to do, but out of the belly of the whale, it'll cause you to do what works. See, we as believers know how to pray, but ain't nothing like getting your prayer life started when you're in the belly of the fish. Ain't nothing gonna get you speaking in tongues and calling up, get in the belly of you. You ain't prayed before, you gonna pray then. Jonah say, hold up, I'm gonna look to the Holy Temple, watch this, again. I know how this thing works. Do what you know works. Verse five, for the waters come past me to the soul, the death is round about me. It says, I went down to the mountain. Look at verse seven. When my soul fainted within me, my Bible says, I remember. You never fall too far that you stop remembering. Let the Lord get you to the place where you're not running and you're not hiding. One of those ways is just remember. I remember Jehovah and my prayer came in unto thee, into the holy temple. That they, observing lying vanities, forsake thy mercy. Verse 9, but I will sacrifice unto thee the voice of all this is happening from the belly of the whale now. While he was on the boat, sleeping. Before he got on the boat, Jonah was spending his own money running. Jonah said, I ain't going, I don't like those evil people. I don't care what you say. Now in the belly with the seaweed and all, he's sacrificing praise. I just don't want the Lord to have to get me in the bottom of the belly. Why can't I sacrifice just praise all the time? No, no, you ain't got to carry me to that extreme. I ain't running and ain't hot. I don't need a Jonah lesson. You ain't got to fall out. Hmm? You don't have to. It says, I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation is of Jehovah. Verse 10, we are done. And Jehovah commanded the fish and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. As soon as Jonah came to as soon as Jonah got back in line and stopped running and stopped hiding, as soon as he acknowledged really who Jehovah was, regardless of how I feel about these people, he's still Jehovah that has an assignment on my life. Immediately, the Bible says Jehovah spoke to the fish and he vomited him out on the dry land. 2020, there will be no running and hiding. There will no, be no running from what God has for us. I'm not running and I'm not hiding from the call. I'm going to meet it head on. And if God says do it, that's what we shall do. Let's stand. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays, our services are held at the Clarence Cuffey Community Center at 2019 Windy Road, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23324. Our Sunday morning service is held at 1 p.m. and our Bible studies are held on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.